Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents. Welcome back. <laughs> With Johnny and Lizzie. And we have a special guest today, Keely McNeil. Hey. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I literally made a story this morning on my Instagram and I was like, I feel so special because normally I'm like finding people for my podcast. And I was like, somebody asked me to be on their podcast. Yeah. You hit the big time. Now. I, know. I know. I'm like, wow, I'm a star. <laughs> That's so funny. So yeah. So we asked Keely to come on the podcast because she's been crushing it this year in real estate. And so part of what we've been talking about the last three weeks is how to have the best year yet in 2022, how to level up your business. And so we wanted to have her on to talk about all the things that she's done and get y'all to have another opinion on things. Absolutely. Um, so Keely McNeil. Yes, that's my name. <laughs> how long have you been in real estate? Like give us a bio real quick. Okay. So I am 25 now. I feel like I'm very young, but I feel like I've been in the industry for a while. So I actually got in, I guess like right after I finished school, I got my license only because my friends were like calling me and they're like, I think you'd be good at this. And I was like, I don't really know about that. I feel like that's really hard. I think it was the whole like jump to commission thing. And I was mm -hmm. doing like all these other things. So I was really scared, but literally my first team I was on in Florida. So I'm from Florida. Um, that's where I got started in real estate, got my license there first. Um, but the team I was on, like my friends were calling me and they were like, you need to get your license and just like try and like see what you can do. Like you'll be so good at it. So literally from the time I decided to get my license to the day I got it was like two weeks. So I like signed up, took my, I like y'all, I was so excited because when someone's like, yeah, you believes in you, right? Yeah. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. So I like Wait, signed so up. Wait, so did you take the course in two weeks? Yeah, no. So in Florida, it's, it was like a four day in-person class. What? Yes, y'all. And it was the best class ever. Like I learned so much. It was like a nine to five, like course for, I think it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's it. Yeah. And then I took my test like that next week because I was like, it's fresh on my mind. I'm going to go do it. So literally I signed up for my course, paid to go do it, whatever, and showed up for four days. And then I was like, I'm going to take my test like on Tuesday, just try to get out of the way. And I passed, which Shut was like, up. so that's scary. insane. People okay. take like six months. Here. I was going to say, that's like officially the fastest I've heard. Johnny took I his course. Yeah. But he did the online 75 hour course yeah, and it took him two weeks. And I was like, I don't know how you did that. I'm such an in-person learner. Like I, I don't know if I could do, it. I mean, I think I could do it. It would just have taken me. I'd have been like, I'll have to mm -hmm. get on. So like having to show up and the guy that was teaching it, his name's Brian Kiefer plugging him. Cause he's, <laughs> he was awesome in Florida. So I have a lot of agents or yeah. like potential agents that are like, where do I go? And I'm like, he has an online too, but oh, cool. he had, he knew like questions on the test and like knew the answers. And I went to go take my test. And literally like they were questions on the test. And I was like, this is weird. Like that this is, so, so he was, right? I know. So he was like, awesome. So that course was super easy. I feel like, and then the test, like for me, like what, I don't know how long I got, maybe like two and a half hours, three hours to take the test. I finished in like an hour. And you know, like when you finish early and you're like, oh, oh I failed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like walked up and it was so like scary because it was like on the computer and you have to like finish and then walk up to the teacher. Mm -hmm. And then they just like hand you a piece of paper flipped upside down. So you're like, I don't oh. want to look at it. I don't Oh my God, that's terrifying. No, it was, so I like walked out and I like peeked at it in my car and it said <gasps> pass. And they don't tell you like if what you missed yeah. or like whatever. Exactly. So it just said pass. And I was like, oh my gosh. I just like started crying. I was like, Yay. thank God. So I'm like calling everybody and I'm like, I did it. But really I was like super nervous. So it was a pretty easy like 
process from there on out. And like they, the guys that actually were calling me to tell me to get my license were like the first team I joined in Florida. And they were all like ex-military and they were good friends of mine. And so they were awesome. Like they taught me, I mean, you know, like when you get your license, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm an agent and I don't know how to write an offer and <laughs> I don't know like what I need to sign up for. So they like walked me through everything. Um, and so I'm like super thankful for them. But there was a time where I was like, gotta go. And like, they were, they were a good stepping stone and like, they're still friends to this day. But then I, I kind of like did my own thing for a little bit. Then I got pregnant and then I ended up here. So that's okay. Yeah. Long story short. No, it was like, it was like really a God thing too. Like, I think I was at a place there where I was like, the market is just so different in Florida where I was than it is here because I was like at the beach, right? So like I was mm-hmm. learning more about like investments and like second homes mm-hmm. and third homes and the clients were just so different. It was never like, hey, we need to find our house that we're going to live in like ourselves. Yeah. Sure. And like, I don't think people were like, it was so different, like shopping for a house that you're going to live in versus one that's going to make oh, you money. Yeah. Like the people whole relationship was oh, just yeah. different. So I'm, I'm thankful. Like I was really nervous coming here, but um, Tristan, who is my boyfriend, fiance, we, we're not married yet, but I just, sometimes I joke and call my baby daddy. Baby daddy, no. yeah. Just to make him mad, like my baby I call daddy. him my baby daddy. <laughs> People true. are like, oh my gosh, that's, I'm like, no, he's my baby daddy. But we um, <laughs> actually met in Florida, like where I lived at the beach. So like 38 Destin area. Um, and I was like really sad to go. But when we got pregnant, we were like, it's just not a place to raise a kid. Like yeah. there was just no good schools. It was such a tourist area. So we were like, let's just go where your family is, mm-hmm. which was Buford. So okay. we just decided to relocate here and we had him in March. And so I've had to like the transition between like coming here in February, having him a month later, getting my license here and like moving forward in a new market, being a new mom has been a mess. Talk about (laughs) just started, started fresh. Yeah. And that was a big reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast because you know, we, we know a lot of people who are like new to an area when they're starting real estate and they don't have a sphere of influence necessarily. And so like, how do you create a business it's so hard. when you're new? <laughs> right? I mean, it's Absolutely. it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And so I think that it's amazing what you've accomplished and literally since March, because well, you had Easton in March, yeah. A little early, you're supposed to. Yeah, he was supposed to come in April. And then <laughs> little did I know my water was breaking for like three days. And then I was like, I think I'm peeing myself. It was really my water. And so. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. And I don't want to know. <laughs> no, it's so funny. Cause like, you know, in the movies when like people's water breaks and you're like, oh, you're obviously it's having dramatic. a baby. Did not happen that no. way. I literally was like telling Tristan, I was like, I just think like I'm pregnant and I'm peeing and it's okay. Like, it's fine. I'm not going to like have him for another month. Like we're good. And then his mom's actually a nurse. And she was like, it kind of sounds like you're like your flu. It's your fluid, not pee. And so (laughs) you should really go get that checked out. Yeah. So (laughs) I had him like, literally I met, so I'm on Sean, Sean Buckins team. And so she actually, I connected with her in January of this year, just on Facebook Mm -hmm. because she was looking for a buyer's agent. And I was like, okay, I'm having Easton, like, I don't want to do this on my own. And I wanted to be working with other women. Mm-hmm. So it's just her and she has two other, she has an admin assistant and then like Tiffany's a buyer's agent. So there was, it was all girls. So mm-hmm. it was like really attractive to me because I came from a team of all guys, which was fine, but it was just different. very different yeah. energy. And I was like, and I, I feel like people do think I'm more of like, a, not like a girly girl. They're like, you're really good with like, I'm a boy mom. People are like, you're really good guys. But like, it was not, it's just the egos and the, yeah. I feel like I'm being mean, but it's just different. Like yeah. girl, working with girls like? is different. Because it's very female dominated here, I feel like. Yeah. Um. So I think it's really, 
I don't want to be mean, but (laughs) it was really hard to find like the love for it because I feel like a lot of it was centered around like transactions and numbers and Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. how many closings and how much money are you making? And for me, like I never got into it thinking like, oh, I just want to make a bunch of money. Like I got into it wanting to help people. So, and they were not, I'm not saying the guys were like not great with their clients, whatever, but they were just very much like every meeting was, what do you have coming up? How much did you make this month? I mean, I'm like, I don't really like, obviously you need to make money to continue on and be successful. But like, I didn't find that I was getting the fulfillment I needed until I was like focused on helping people versus like, how much am I going to (laughs) make? I I love that you said that because that's something we brought up in one of our earlier podcast episodes of like, if you're getting into this for the wrong reason, it's not going to work. Like yeah. You need last, to be yeah. here to help people and serve people. And Absolutely. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I feel like the amount you make reflects how many people you help. Yeah. But that's what you're doing. You're here to help people. And it's such a long game, right? Like I think people get into it and they're like, oh, you're making this much money. I'm going to get into it make a quick, you know, like, huh, and I'm like, uh, do you okay. Luck with that. Yeah. I think it was like, since I was on a team, it didn't take me as long to get my first deal, but it still took me, I think two or three months. So that's like, imagine yeah. going that long without getting paid. Like that's stressful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I learned so much. I like, I would recommend to a lot of people that they, um, I don't know. I don't want to say that they join a team like upfront, but I did that. And because I did that, I feel like I learned, I had those people to lean on like every day. And if I had a question, I had like these direct people that would be like, I will help you. Yeah. And I got my, all of my questions answered. And then after that, like doing that for a couple of months, I was like, okay, I think I'm getting the hang of this. And that's why I feel like people don't stay on teams and they do the whole like, I did, I did K, I was a KW first mm-hmm. and they were awesome. They were a good, like, I feel like that's the place people go through because it's yeah. like they teach you everything. It's the starter. It's yeah. the starter. And then record. you're like, okay, I could do this on my own. And then you leave and do your own thing. And like, mm-hmm. I've, I really have only been with, I was with KW the whole time I was in Florida. And then when I came here, I was like, I'm not do I'm like done doing that. And then joined Sean and now we're with Remax, but it's been a lot. I've done a lot of things, but I'm yeah. still on a team. Yeah. So, well, and that's something we talk about pretty consistently is mm-hmm. that we do think teams is the way yeah. to start out. You don't know what you're doing and there's a lot of liability on you. If yeah. you're an individual agent and you don't have a support around you or someone to call at any moment, like you're, you're not going to make it. Yeah. It's really smart. Yeah. You get a lower commission split, Yeah, but you do get that ramp up. Um, it helps you get your business started. You have yeah. someone to ask questions. I, I think it's the only way to do it. I think too, like it depends on the team, right? So like there are teams that are structured in a way that it doesn't really benefit. I mean, there's like people that are greedy and then there's people mm-hmm. that are actually wanting to be leaders. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good, like you have to really decipher. So like when I came here, like I knew I wanted to do the team thing because I was new here and mm-hmm. I wanted that mentorship because this is a different market. Like it's just completely different. And then like I've learned so much in this year from Sean because she comes from a, I feel like she comes from a place of like wanting to pour into us and like teach yeah. us and not just be like, Oh, I'm just going to let you do closings. And then I'm going to take half your check. And then that's how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. Half if you're lucky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm thankful. Like, I don't know if I'll ever, like, I know we talked about like yeah. doing it and we can talk about it. Cause I've talked about it with other people. Yeah. But I've talked about like doing my own thing and not being on a team and making that jump is hard too. So yeah. I'm like still in the deciding phase of like, do I want to stay where I'm at or do I want to move in like 2022? Like that's my big, like deciding, I don't know. Yeah. I remember when we did it, we were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to leave our team. We're going to do our own thing. 
This is a big jump, a big leap of faith, and we have no idea what's going to happen. Well, and it didn't help that I literally, we talked about this before, I was, I found out I was pregnant like two weeks later. Yeah. And I, we were talking just before the show about yeah. how like pregnancy is the worst. You have no motivation. Yes. You're tired all the time. So yeah. like we were trying to start a business and I was like, I just want to lay in bed all day. Like yeah. it's so, it was so hard. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. So it yeah. It was hard for me too. I He's like dealing with you being pregnant was awful. I mean, I don't blame <laughs> you. This girl gets it. <laughs> no, I know because like Tristan's like, yeah, I don't know if I want you to be pregnant again because you were kind of moody. And I'm like, okay, I was just growing a whole human inside yeah, of me. Excuse but me. It's fine. So sorry. Here's <laughs> your child. Passive process. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Not, not easy. So yeah. I'm trying to think like what else. So yeah, I guess I'm where I'm at right now is like still, I'm still doing the team thing, but I do, I think I'm realizing now that like, I really want to be a teacher for other agents too. Like, I think it's really a big passion of mine to like yeah. teach new agents or just agents that need help because I love that like mentorship. And I think I'm at a point now where I can give value to other mm-hmm. agents. Yes. So I think that's why I'm like stuck in, do I stay here? Or do I do my own thing so I can teach other people or do I stay here and make my own thing within the team? Yeah. And I could do that too. So There's I so think, many options. I know it's just a lot. It's like owning your own business. You could do anything, but it's like, it's going to work. What do I do? I don't know. It's hard. It's stressful. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I right feel now. like you have just like the I'm gonna make it work no matter what. Yeah. Drive that like you would make it work. You would and make it happen. I mean, you're you're lively, you have a great personality. I feel like it would work. Thank you. I, I feel like you should do it. <laughs> I mean, we're we're obviously we've done it, so we're like, Yeah, everybody should yeah. do this. But again, I, I do think it is being being your own like owner, business owner, it, it isn't for everybody. Not yeah. not everybody is cut out to do it because there are some ups and downs. Let me tell you about it. But I mean, yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things we want to talk about is like how you structure your day and yeah. and how you time block and, and what that looks like for you. And, and I think that's really important. If you're going to own your own business, mm-hmm. are you going to keep, keep up? Yeah. Talk about time blocking because I feel like you've, oh you've been doing that, I feel like, though. Yeah, well... Not as good as I should. I could definitely be better at it. Okay. But Everybody. Everyone, yes. Okay. okay. But like, it's really hard to being a mom. Mm-hmm. And like, I literally, sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm a single mom because interest in yeah. news because he is gone at four 30 in the morning. He leaves. So like, I'm still in bed when he's leaving. Yeah. And so oh I have to like, yes. Yeah, so I have to get up and like gather myself plus gather my child plus get him where he needs to go, then start my day. So I feel like, I do like I have to time block because if I don't, I won't get anything done because I could easily like my day could start a lot later with mm-hmm. Easton and like it could just be this whole mess of a day. So I do try to do it. I do get off of track sometimes, but I I would say like my typical day because of Easton, I wake up at like 530 on like a bad day like today, like with his new daycare, he's sleeping till like seven. Yeah. But then that throws me off too. Cause I'm like, okay, now we've started an hour and a half later. Mm-hmm. Now I have to yeah. get myself ready, get you ready. So either way I try to wake up before him so that I have my time to like get my coffee and like plan out like what I'm doing or just, just get myself ready. Like I yeah. need to get in like this mindset of like, okay, here we go. Like wake up, have a moment to myself. Cause if I just get up and like, he's already crying and he's ready to get up. Oh, it's yeah. like, uh, now it I gotta puts go. you in a bad mood yes. right away yeah. and you have to go like tend to someone else before you can like mm-hmm. deal with yourself and I feel like that puts you in like that doesn't make my day really flow the way I want to so like I want to have control over like waking up and I get my coffee and like sometimes I check my emails already and then I go get Easton and it feels less rushed mm-hmm. so I would say ideally the perfect day I wake up at 5 30 Easton and I have like 
our hour and a half together. I would drop him off by like his daycare. You can drop him off at six forty. So no it's way. Pretty, yes. So that's another reason. Doing that. Yes. That so that's so another nice. reason. I was like, this is great because like then if I drop him off like before seven, I can go work out. Yep. So I've started this routine just recently, like I'll tell you my new routine because my old one's not as productive, but <laughs> now that I can drop him off yeah. at seven, I can go like, it's five minutes from the house, go drop him off, head to the gym. And now I'm working out for like an hour in the morning. And then I go back home. I was getting dressed at the gym. It's not my vibe. I can't do it. No, I, I can't do that. So no way. To do yeah, it. no. It's like you have the locker rooms and it's just not a thing. It's just not mm. a thing I want to do. I don't want to pack my clothes. So I do go back home at like 8, 8.30, but it's still before nine that I'm going and I'm getting ready. And then I go to the office and I do follow-ups. So that's like for the transactions I currently have. So if something's going on with the listing or mm -hmm. there's something that hit the market for a buyer, like I'm going through those, that list of things of like, who's actively looking. I like to get on the MLS and look at what's going on if I have active buyers, which I feel like isn't as important in some markets, but right now it's like, yeah. you have you to do have that. To know. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's like stressful. I like get on and I'm like, okay, what's new? Hurry up. And I'm like calling well, agents like, is it available? <laughs> so I, I did some showings last night for some buyers that we're working with and we were not their original agents. We were their second, maybe even third agents. Yes. And so he was telling me that how, so I guess this agent that he had still like was still kind of in the wings, like they've decided yeah. to work with us. They're working with us, but we had shown him a house that evening and then later that night, the old agent texted the property to him. He's like, bro, I've already seen it. No like, I can't like you can't wait for buyers. Yes. You have to see it that day. I think that's such a good point, too. So like I and we can I don't know if we're going to talk about like lead generation. I'm getting off topic, but no, it's, there's we will. Yeah, like for Facebook has been like a big thing for me having Easton and being part of like mom groups. Mm -hmm. So like I've met moms that That's how we houses. met. Yes. So <laughs> no, it's awesome because like, so I just put a couple under contract. They're re relocating here from up North and they had two agents before me. And so they came into like the mom group and the mom was like, I'm so stressed out because we have to be here by January 1st. We have not been able to find a house. Everything's going on under contract. Like we need help. And so I was like, I'm just going to reach out to her and see if I can help Good her. For you. So it was awesome. Like they were, so I got them under contract in two weeks of like talking to them and now they're closing awesome. like literally on the first, or I think it's like the second cause it's a weekend, but they're like, able to come when they need to come and they're like super excited. So I feel like you got that client for life now. Yes. And so it's so <laughs> exciting. And like, those are things that I feel like with like lead generation now it's like paying for leads is like the old thing to do because like it's hard, like they're hard to get. I feel like it's, right. they're so saturated now. That's such a bad idea. We talk about that a lot. All the time. You can't do that. No, it's like, and it's not sustainable. Right. So it's like, it, what's it going to look like in the next two, three years when now everybody already is doing it, what's mm -hmm. going to happen and the price is going to go up and the return on investment isn't there. So I pour a lot of time. That's why now like the podcast and like mm -hmm. YouTube and just social media, because I want organic leads where people are like, I want to work with you because I like your personality right. and I know that you're a go-getter and like, you can get me a house and like, let's do this. So like, that's what, that's my goal for 2022. I'm really jumping around here. No, that's okay. <laughs> this is amazing. I love Spotlight it. On yeah. <laughs> just like, here's this, this and this, but my goal for sure is to like grow the podcast and like YouTube, Instagram, so that it becomes a, a place where I can like meet people and nurture those leads and help them from the place. Like I just and I'm going to you. plug your podcast. It's real estate unfiltered. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Which so like, I up. tried to start, I started an Instagram for it too, but somebody already has the name and has zero followers and zero posts. Like, I'm really can I have it, it please? I know. I'm like, obviously <laughs> this is dead. <laughs> no. So like, and, and I think there is like another podcast that has a similar name, but I'm like, I just wanted it to be a place where it's like, 
So we read like Reddit posts. I don't know if you know, like Reddit is a platform. It's like anonymous. People oh, love oh, Reddit. Yeah. I love it. And there's a whole real estate page. And I, when I found it, I was like, okay, people are like asking for advice from people. And I'm like, what is this? What like, are y'all doing? <laughs> yes. They're literally like, should I do this, this or this? And I'm like, you're asking this internet source where anybody can tell you what to do. Yeah, Anybody. It's crazy. And I mean, everything's state specific. It's, yeah. I would not do that. That's so no. I always think that in like, like I guess lab code agents is a big group that I'm in on Facebook and people will give like advice. I'm like, that isn't even the word that we use yes. here for like, cause like in California they use you're an escrow yes, and here we're yeah. like, you're under contract. Yeah. Right. It, we don't use it's opening like escrow. <laughs> like um, when they say it on selling sunset, I'm like, I know I love that show, but it is, I'm like, I want to be like them. But if you like do that here, it's like, what, who are you? Like I said to Johnny the other day, this is, oh my God. This is so funny. He's going to cringe. So I like whatever I like crop tops it's I my like vibe crop tops, so whatever. <laughs> and so I I was gonna be doing some showings and like you could see my stomach I'm like whatever whatever I wear is nothing compared yeah. to Christine I'm I'm Gucci right? yeah I'm Gucci. what does that even mean I'm are you good. on fleek girl <laughs> no I'm the same way and I feel like that's why it's so fun too to like do our own thing, right? Like you can wear what you want, whatever. And of course, like, and like, you don't just yeah, you have to be whatever. professional. But so I awesome. love it because people like, I don't know, like I'm not just wearing like typical, like I like to do Business. whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, you're fun. And I will tell like, this is actually really funny. Like I would, I met this one client in Marietta and I was like wearing like heels and a dress and I looked like all businessy mm-hmm. for the first like three times we met. I mean, in this market, we were, I was showing a lot of houses. So I met yeah. her like three times wearing this outfit. And then one day she called me and she's like, Hey, can you show me this house at like 5 PM? And it was like three. And I was with Easton and I had like sweats on, like I literally <laughs> looked terrible. And I just texted her and I was like, Hey, I really want to get in there. Cause I don't want to miss this, but I look like complete trash and I have my <laughs> child with me, but I'm going to come. So I met her at this house. And like the first thing she said to me, was like, you look so comfortable. Finally. Like I love, like you look so great because like, I guess I just looked like more myself, right. Instead of like wearing yeah. these heels and sure. being like, yeah, let me yeah. go show you this house. And she like loved it. And I yeah. feel like we connected on that like personal level of like, okay, you're human. You're on my level human. now. Yes. And yeah. it wasn't just like, Absolutely. and I feel like that's a big deal. Cause like in our industry, right? Like you want to look good and you want to dress like this and you want to buy these like name brand things. But like, I've gotten so much farther no. just mm-hmm. by like doing what I want and being yeah. like, this is me. And- <laughs> Clients are so, it's such a variety of clients. Yeah. And they want to identify with their agent. Yeah. So if everyone's, you know, walking around looking like selling sunset. Yeah. That's just not going to work for them. Yeah. Like your pastor up the road ain't going to appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) So you like really have to read the room, right? And that's why like I say real estate being an agent, like you have to be so emotionally intelligent too, because like you have to be on like the same level as people emotionally, like with their intelligence, like you have to match them you where they're do. at. <laughs> That's hard to do sometimes, but you have to be good at that. To like yeah, be you good have at to your adjust job. your personality for your client. They don't need to adjust anything for you. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is customer service at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Yeah. I think that's why when people are like, I'm going to get into it and like have my own schedule and do my own thing. And I'm like, you have no idea. You are going to go broke. Yeah. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I wish I had a Saturday off, but did, uh, have I? Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> well, I say this, I think every podcast, but the fail out rate, for real yeah. estate agents. Oh my gosh. In the first year. Yeah. I think two years. Is I heard it was first year. The I, I literally heard it just the other day really? that like some people, I was on a webinar and they were saying that some people believe it's like above 80 in your first year and some believe it's in the 70%. I totally believe that. In the first yeah. year. It's not easy to do. It looks easy. Yeah. But it's not. Maybe we just need to be better about like making it 
you look real. I feel no, like, did I you do know. an Instagram story about that recently? Girl, I think I saw that. You don't even know, girl. you I'm losing my voice. Wait. Yeah, go ahead. Take it. Take a drink. We can all like take a little sip. Cleanse the Sorry, power. I don't normally sound like a man, but anyways, <laughs> so no, I try to be so real on Instagram, right? Because like, I know, like I have clients that come to me and they think it's just so easy and like, they don't think you're worth the money. And I feel yeah. like a big thing that we are doing so wrong is being like, look at how glamorous this is. I'm like riding in this car and I'm going to the showing and then I'm like putting a million dollar house in our contract and I'm rich. And like, that's like dramatic, that's all but, they see. but people post that and it's like, yeah, that looks like a fun Instagram. Like that's awesome. But I really want it to be like my social media to be an authentic place where it's like, I had a crap day. And like, I post sometimes I'm like, I had a client today that like has lost three offers so far and their offers were awesome. But this is the reality of the market. And yeah. then like, we were under contract the next day. Like, I think you asked me if I was okay. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> I know. I was like, like, are you okay? Like, yeah. But that's so true because this week, I think I didn't sleep two nights. Yeah. yeah. It just didn't happen. I had to go talk to my doctor. I was like, listen, we need to do something about this right now. Yeah. But we have so many listings out and there's just so many contingencies. Yes. There's just so much that you have to worry about. Yeah. And yeah, people don't see that. They don't know that, but that's there. And I yeah. think it's on both sides too, because so I had a listing in Woodstock that's like closing the end of this month. Yay. It went under contract in like two days, of course. But, mm -hmm. um, my even like on the seller side, right? Like they're overwhelmed. They have emotions. So it's like oh, you're yeah. dealing with now you have agents coming in, you're dealing with them and their buyers emotions because they're pouring that onto mm -hmm. you. You've got your seller. So we had to like end up obviously taking an offer and reject some people. And I actually had an agent send me a nasty email. Are you uh, serious? Yes. She was like, I can't believe you conduct business this way because I had gone back to her 24 hours later, which I feel like it's pretty customary. Like give us a minute. We have like five offers. Of course. Yeah. Oh, she went off on me. She was like, this is so unprofessional. I can't believe that like you responded to me now. And like my clients were really thinking they were going to get the house. And I'm like, the only thing I did was ask for highest and best, tell you that I've got a review with my clients who are out of the state, by the way. So I'm like trying to right. get on the phone with them and go over every offer. Y'all, and she's in Atlanta. And I was like, girl, in my market, you and she's like, I just would never be I would never do this. This is why our industry has a bad reputation. Oh, that's insane. No, so you're sad. the reason we have <laughs> I know. I was so sad because I like really take pride in like people like working with agents, like making it easy. And she said that to me and I was like, I respectedly, like I went on my email and I don't even get a response from some people. Like, oh yeah. Like you agents. don't. Oh, yeah. Sure, so I'm yeah. like, I feel like I respected you by going out of my way and writing this email of like, thank you so much. Like we decided to go with another offer. I'm very Absolutely. sorry. I'll let you know if anything happens. I have well, people that never even say anything. Here's the other thing that agents don't see is that we may be negotiating with another offer and yeah. we don't want to lose all these other yeah. offers by telling them, hey, we're not going with you. Yeah. If something doesn't work out with this primary, sure. I Absolutely. can't just go ahead and tell you guys no. And then we look like an idiot. Yeah. If, and it can take 24 hours. Yeah. Sometimes it, you have to go back and forth a little bit. Well, what strikes me is how did this agent, what was she coaching her clients that they thought they had the the sale like what yes why did they was she that? even That's close exactly. to being when i was thinking right i was like so you're probably sitting over there telling your clients we got it like it's going to be ours and i'm like i would never tell my clients that especially in this market unless i had it signed if it's not on paper I, it's not real yes i no. like we have an offer out for clients and they're just taking like four days to answer which it is yeah. it's this market you just mm -hmm. have to wait and i was like guys just don't get your hopes up like yeah. I'm, i have to set your expectations like there is not a high chance yes. you're going to get this it's just it is what it is yeah 
And then if you get it, it's like, you get to celebrate, but it's like, yeah, why, right, set them right. up why even that give them that hope? Like <laughs> yes. I don't give people shit. <laughs> yes. So she like went off on me and I'm like, I'm assuming that this is actually your fault and you're projecting what happened onto exactly. me. And I was like, I, Paul, I emailed her back when she said it to me and I was like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Like I really tried to like stay professional and I was just trying to protect my clients. Like they were really emotional too. Like you've got to, like they're making this move, right? And they're having to decide on an offer and that's mm-hmm. stressful for them too. Like yeah. when you have five of them to look at, it's like, which one do I choose? If they're all similar, what do I do? So it's not just like sellers have emotions too. And I think oh, like they yeah. forget that. And they're like, just pick the offer. You have over asking offers. It's easy. And I'm like, it's not that easy. There's, There's never so many. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. it's easy. Everything. I'm sure she didn't even reach out to you ahead of time to find out what was important yeah. about them no. for your sellers. No. <laughs> like she just, you know, she sent it over and I'm just like, okay, I'll let you know. We'll like, stop uh, bitching about other agents. Yeah, now. I know. <laughs> okay. So I want to ask you a little bit about like, what do you feel like are your best and and the worst lead generation sources for you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, we feel like we talked about the <laughs> yeah, worst, okay. obviously. Anything that Pain. you spend money on? No. Um, yeah. I mean, we still, so as a team, I, I don't think Sean would care, but we still pay for leads on like, I think two sources mm-hmm. and that's like, Z buyer and like, just like random, like ones that probably a lot of agents use, but mm-hmm. we're noticing how saturated it is. And when you call one, they're like, I've already talked to 10 agents Ex- today. They That's sell it they to do. more than one agent. Yes. I mean, it's geographical. So they're going to yes. sell it to everyone in your region who signs up with it. Yes. And they make it sound so sweet, right? They're like, it's only this much money and you're going to get this many leads. And I think we maybe, and honestly, if we converted one lead a month, the return on investment would be there like for the cost that we're paying for. But we're not even doing that because it's like, either their leads that aren't actually really looking or they already have an agent and everybody knows an agent now. Yeah. Right. So like I feel right. anything paid, I want to, I want to get away from it completely. Yeah. And I feel like when I first started years ago, it was still okay because yeah. it wasn't as saturated. So I would get like leads that come in from several different paid sources and I would be able to close one or two a month. And that made sense. But since I've like come here, I guess in the past year, like I just, I've not found anything good about them. Like I've not, I I think maybe closed one this year that was paid. And then we have obviously like a website that comes in from like people will go to Google and search homes in Georgia. So our website will come up and we do get people that register on our website. I would say that is if, if we're saying like anything that paid that's paid works, that Mm -hmm. would be something that can translate because it's people just looking, but it is a nurture. So like people will come in and they'll like register. And of course, look at houses. We have to like get their email and their phone number. And sometimes they're just like, leave me alone, like F off. And I'm like, okay, my bad. (laughs) This is your job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I I guess that would probably be like the best them organically coming and just like clicking and then us calling and saying, Hey, we just noticed that you registered on our website. We have your information. Like, you know, we just wanted to reach out and see if there's anything we could do for you. And like, I feel like that's my whole script. It's not just, it's not like, Oh, I see that you want to buy. It's like, Hey, is there anything at all? Like, Oh, you know, are you moving here? Whatever. And just leaving it open-ended. And then Mm -hmm. most of the time, like, I mean, I have a client that now I guess she's, she's moving from up North as well. And they registered on the site and it took me three months of following up with her for her to actually answer the phone. But when she answered the phone, Shut she up. was, yes. That is awesome That's though. commitment. Oh, I love that. Fantastic. Well, I do like, and it's not just like, like I was, I did text her and I emailed her and I was calling her and I called her like maybe once every two weeks. So I don't want to be annoying. Right. But I would yeah. be like, Hey, I would, I can see that you're like searching for homes here. Mm-hmm. Like what's, you know, what's going on. And she actually like called me back one day after I left a voicemail and she was like, I'm actually really glad you reached out because we are moving there. My husband has a job like here next year. So she's not buying until February, but I'm like, that's for it's sure. Two months away. Yeah, yeah. And for sure. Like I met with them. They came down to visit for his job to like meet everybody. 
I met with them for lunch. So now I've met them, like had lunch with them, talked to them about the area. And like, now we talk every day and they're listing their house in January and they're moving here. Yo, Keely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's a, pay so I guess we do, we pay for them to like, you know, to be on top of Google and whatever. So yeah. I feel like to be seen. Well, that to, like, to me is different than yeah, you're is. getting someone's information from another company. Yeah. These are, you're paying for the advertising. Yeah. Advertising is a different, a totally yeah. different thing. Marketing I, I and totally advertising. Agree. Yeah. You, again, we have to spend money on our businesses, yeah. but it's where you're spending that money. If you're saying to another company, hey, I want a, num a name and a number of someone, yeah. good fucking luck. <laughs> like you're not going to convert that. Yeah. Well, and you are always beholden to those companies. They could raise the yeah. prices. They could. And they just, are. And they can oh, they do. they're not yeah. going to give you the good leads. They can cherry yes. pick those out. That's, that's a very dangerous yeah. place to be. And they're charging now like crazy referral fees. I mean, there's some like systems that might give you better leads, but you might be paying them 30, 40%. Yeah. Like, is it even worth but it? To why? Pay? Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I feel like that would probably be worst. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, so anything, honestly, anything that like any emails you get that are like, I want you to pay for a lead. No, like don't do it. I don't suggest doing it. I think people think it's like such a quick fix. Like you're getting people mm -hmm. like right away. So you're like, oh, I'm going to get closings right away. But the quality is not there. So that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get closings. It means you're going to spend money. So and time you're, you're yeah. following up with all these, you're making all these calls with people exactly. that they are never yeah. going to buy. I was just thinking about that. I was like, you're spending all this time with these clients where you, or well, not clients perspective where yeah. you could actually be talking to people who are going to buy. Like yeah. If you could really take that time and, and isolate it down to people that really matter. Yeah. Or sell. <laughs> that, yeah. that would be the best thing to find right. sellers. Yeah. So I think like, I would say advertising obviously is a good, is a good lead generator because mm -hmm. people are just for people to see like your name and know that you're in real estate is really important. And then as far as like, I, I would say the best is just networking. And yeah. that's like such a long Serve game, influence. right? Like it's really hard oh, to yeah. say like, oh, just go to all these things. And then in a year you might get a lead from that. But honestly, like Facebook's been good for me because mm -hmm. I join all the groups and I'm genuinely there. Like I'm not just like plugging real estate. Oh yeah, I'm like, no, you're involved. Yeah. And I'm like going to like these mom events and I'm talking to the moms and then they just know I'm in real estate. And then like moms now, if someone comes in like that lead, I'm going to close at the end of the, of the month, those clients, that somebody, or when she asked for help, like four moms were like, reach out to her, like plugging me mm -hmm. because they That's knew I was in great. it. Yeah. So it's like, I, and they know because like I've had coffee with them and we talk and they know what I do. And so I'm like, and I never thought like going to buy them coffee would be like, they're going to sell their house with me, but just like have that relationship. And they always know people or whatever. So I yeah. feel like it's just, you have to know that if you're going to be in it for a long time, it's going to like, you have to do the things that are going to make it last. Well, we've been in it five plus five-ish years now. And I mean, it took us a couple of years just to establish to people yeah. that we were in real estate and that you need to call us. Yeah. And now oh, yeah. we're getting those referrals that are consistent. Like, hey, we need to buy a house. Hey, we need to sell yeah. our house. Like I where we're just- three years for yeah, your sphere of influence to really- To really buy into you. Cause yeah. why would they, why would, like, it's a big deal. Like picking yeah. an agent is a big deal. So you need to prove that you're mm -hmm. gonna get it sold, get it done. Yeah. They're watching you. You better believe they're watching what you're doing. So I think that's why it's important too. I think a lot of agents go in and thinking they have to pay for those leads, right? Because they don't, they can't wait three years to yeah, close right. a deal. Exactly. But that's why a team I feel like is so good. Yeah, yeah. you're getting some of that yes. low hanging fruit from, yeah. from teams for the first few years as you build up your business. So do you go to physical events and meet people out there? Because 
I think we talked about Easton and how you're kind of networking him. And yeah. I've heard people say, use your children. Oh, yeah, we yeah. totally use our child. <laughs> yeah, it is. It does sometimes. I'm like, oh, just come. Let's go to this mommy and me thing. But right. no, but I do like I, I joined some like Atlanta like just girl groups where it's mm-hmm. just like female entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and they're, they do things in Atlanta. They do fun things, but just like going to things where you're meeting people, period. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a real estate thing. Like everything I go to, I just like, you're meeting people. Right. And they're like, what do you do? I'm a real estate agent. Start that relationship. Yeah. And then like now we text or we go and we have lunch, whatever. So I feel like I do. I mean, I'm, I've made it my goal in 2022 to like have go to a certain number of events every that month. That is so too. smart. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. Goals. That's a good <laughs> yeah. segue. I did want to talk to you about like, what are your goals for next year? Like, and if you want to talk about the process of like, how did you set them? Like, what did you do to establish what is 2022 mm-hmm. going to look like for you? Mm, okay. So I'm really trying to veer away from like numbers, not completely, like obviously have a numbers goal, but yeah. I, in my head, I'm like, I want to help 40 people buy or sell next year. That's amazing. So that's, that's a huge goal, but yes, I'm like, okay, do it. Yes. <laughs> but I like break it down and I'm like, okay, I work with a lot more buyers than I do sellers, but I think I target them more too, because I love working with buyers and they mm-hmm. do take more time, but I'm really passionate about like that relationship and helping mm-hmm. them get from like a rental into a home or like buying their first home or mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. I think like that's where like my heart really is. So majority of it will probably be buyers because that's what I want. Yeah. But I do want to set a goal for like to have a certain number of sellers, but really eventually you'll burn out from that yeah. and that's okay. I but know. and do it while you enjoy yeah. it is what I, I want to say. Yes, but you're right about that. <laughs> we had a client who they bought the first house in their family's history. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's no. going to change awesome. your family's trajectory. Yeah. That it is. We, that's the second time we've talked about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Levi. Cause I know he listens to us. He's going to be so excited. But, but I think like, it's so cool it too. Right? Like it's a different relationship with the seller versus a buyer, For but sure. they can end up being both. Right. So like I could have this buyer and they might want to sell next year. So I just yeah. help them buy, help them sell later, help them buy again. So I just always think long, Yep. longevity. I don't think like, okay, well, they're not going to want to sell them. Not, they want to buy. This is going to take. So I just try to keep like a good mindset, but 40 is like my key number. I love <laughs> and I it. I'm like kind of scared, but <laughs> no, I think you're going to kill it. And all these buyers that you're helping. Yeah. I mean, three to five years from now. Yeah. I guarantee they're going to call you back. Yeah. Keep up with them. And those are all listings. They're coming. Yes. So I guess transaction wise, like I have a number. That's my number. But I really want to focus, like I said earlier, on growing my my Instagram and podcasts and things like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of, like I've been looking at my calendar and I'm trying to not be like so reactive but be, be more proactive. So I'm trying to like really plan like the events, like anything that's already like out there right now that I can sign up for, I'm putting yeah. it on my calendar. And I'm like, okay, this day in January, I'm going to this. I'm not setting anything else up. Yeah. So being really intentional is something that I'm working on because especially with having kids, like it's hard to be yeah. like, okay, something's going to come up. But right. if I put it there, I can tell Tristan, Hey, you've got you baby this to, day. Yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, I feel like our, our life is one big, who's got Liam. Yeah. Like it, it, when especially, I have them, it's a dangerous, dangerous situation. <laughs> it's survival. Okay. So like last night I come home and there's like a, a large Chick-fil-A <laughs> fry and a large Chick-fil-A nuggets. Oh gosh. I'm like my life. You didn't get him a kid's meal. <laughs> uh, okay. We were sitting. He was in like, spot he was screaming, eight, okay? okay? He was screaming, and yeah. I, just, I just hit two. two. Right, give me two of those. Yeah. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Yeah. You'll be happy they have fries. They're exactly. Good. He was but good. I don't know. I, so I feel like, especially for parents and, you know, people have kids in real estate, and even if you don't, you still have to. I mean, there's other things that can distract you, but mm-hmm. I feel like 
he's Easton's definitely helped me to have a better like the whole time blocking and everything like they make you have to do that so he's honestly like I feel like he saved me like I'm like oh thank god isn't it so funny to like look back to your life pre-kids you're like I was so (laughs) like I was a mess I was just I didn't do anything yeah. at any schedule. Like I did what I wanted whenever I wanted. Because you could. Johnny's exactly. just yeah. like, you were so fucking lazy. <laughs> I don't think my wife was lazy. I think she just didn't find reasons to get out of bed most and of the And they time. motivate you, right? Like it's they like do. you need to go to work because you have to provide for them yeah. and you want them to have a great life. So you have to get your butt up and go do this and that that you don't want to do. Yeah. So he's definitely, I mean, I've done better this year than most years before because I'm like, okay, for sure. I've got to do this for my child, for somebody besides me. Like I'm yeah. definitely a person that's you. like, I want to yeah. do it for me, right? Yeah. But like bigger picture, I wanted to do it for my family. And now that I have that family, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to like really get out there and yeah. <laughs> work hard. So I would say like really, I mean, I set a number goal for my podcast because I want to have 20,000 subscribers, which is another really Whoa. big number. That's but amazing. Yeah. I have big goals. Okay. That's also, someone asked me last night, so how many people listen to your podcast? I'm like, I think like 40. Yeah. And, and that was kind of stretching it. Yes, okay. I know. I got like a <laughs> notification last night that my podcast had like 50 downloads or something. And I'm like, yay. And that's like, that feels like so big, but I'm like, oh my God, to well, reach my goal. It's okay. Huge. But like when you... I remember hearing on a podcast that they were breaking down like what is a good number when yeah. you're looking at like right. number of downloads, yeah. number of listens. Yeah. I think it was like more than 10. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. More than 10 and you're like, you're solid. You're yes. above like, what was it like? Above like 50%. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I hear like a lot of people too, right? It's like, you think about, you see these people with like a million followers and you're like, oh my gosh, like I want to get there. But it's like, imagine if you just have a thousand people. That's a, th- that's, that's a lot of people a lot. that are actually listening to you. And if they're really engaging, like I'd rather have a thousand people listening and like, like asking questions and engaging and like sharing versus a million people that are just like there. Right. Yeah. So like, I try to think of it that way, but my number goal is huge, but no, I love <laughs> Don't sell yourself short because I feel like when you set big goals like that, like you're just. At least I'll land somewhere, right? Like if I land at 5,000, cool. Yeah. Like awesome. Amazing. (laughs) That's huge. That's like the 10 actual. Is that, I feel like it's. Yep, it's, it's behind probably me on the somewhere. shelf. Yes. Yep. Yes. So <laughs> I, I have big goals, but I really, but like my intention in growing those things is to like be able to give back, give value on those platforms mm-hmm. and then have people, whether it's like actual, you know, clients reaching out or other agents or whatever. Like I just want to, I want to grow my name and my brand in 2022 because I feel like that's so important versus like having those other lead sources. Like if your main lead source is like pouring into people and you're getting people coming mm-hmm. asking you questions and asking you for help because yeah. you're putting it out there. I just want to add value. And then I think by just adding value, like it'll all fall in place, like the transactions and mm-hmm. the numbers, things like that. Just, but, just that view is so yeah. different than what you hear normally. And that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, cool. I, so I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so we're starting to run out of time, but I, so we always end the podcast with like a random question that we ask. I'm scared. (laughs) So you haven't thought of yours. I just thought of mine a minute ago because I knew this was coming. So I like had a head start. Okay. This, I don't think I've asked this to you even. So I was like, oh, this is a good one. What's your favorite alcoholic beverage Mm. or beverages? You can have a couple. I would, yeah, no, I probably a margarita. Yeah. It's so basic. But really, like, I feel there's just so many different kinds, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, do I want a fruity one? Do I want a spicy one? There's yeah. like so many different yeah, ones. Yeah, you can change it up. That's, That's my smart. thing. I do. Yeah. I do. I totally, that podcast episode that you guys got to enjoy where we were drinking, I was drinking tequila. 
Yeah. Do you want to see me interesting? Give me well, tequila. Well, like, and I feel like tequila. I don't know why, but like, if I drink wine, I get a really bad hangover. Yes. I don't know if margaritas, I'm like, good. I'm like, tequila is really? my thing. Yes. Right. That's why I've been drinking tequila because I don't feel like shit the next yes. day. I can drink anything zero. The hangover. older I get, man, I know Johnny doesn't get hangovers. I'm like, <laughs> jealous. No, I think wine's my the worst, but I think yeah. with margaritas, it's like, I don't know why. I don't know if it's the tequila or that. It's, it's not, I don't like super sweet anything. So I yeah. feel like I like that margaritas can be like, spicy or yeah. whatever. And I like I the salt. Like, salt is my oh, thing. Oh yeah, me too. All the You're salt. Not the sugar girl? No, oh, I, uh-huh. I like, okay. So I would rather have a bag of chips over any kind of dessert any day. Cause I'm, I'm weird. I'm and a I'm like, salty. I want, were you that way when you were pregnant? Yes. No. See, do you know I crave steak? I eat steak probably every day. Steak? <laughs> Not even lying. That's I don't crazy. know why. Fries so and steak because fries oh. are salty. Oh, and I, I love fries. fries. I ate Wendy's like a freaking beast yes. when I was pregnant. It was so dumb. Oh, I gained so much weight. Anyways, we're good. Okay, what about you? I mean, I feel like I know yours, but the podcast doesn't matter. I mean, I'm going to go gin and tonic. Yeah. I love it. That's a big um, one. Yeah. We love that. And, you know, I'm I'm lame, and I just thought it was gin and tonic. Like, that's, I thought that's all you do, but apparently you can do more than that. Oh, yeah. We were at a fancy place uh, in Sweden. Yeah. And I asked for a gin and tonic, and they started oh, like, putting yeah. pepper in it. They are like, do you want pepper? And Ooh. he was like, no. Yeah, I'm like, well, hold on. What, what are you guys doing over there? Like, so, but next yeah. time, I think you would say yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I need to go into a, a deep dive on Reddit to figure out everything I can learn about the gin and tonic. Because yeah. I think there's a lot more out there. <laughs> cool. Maybe Mark can help us. Too. I was literally about to say that. I'm like, Mark's going to talk about that with us. Then. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you think of a question? I mean, no, I was thinking about gin and tonic. Um, <laughs> That's okay. We don't have to do more than one if you don't want to. Um, okay. Tattoos. Oh. Tattoos. All right. So we don't have tattoos. Okay. I just happened to just see that you do have a tattoo. No, I do have a tattoo. So, but I just have one. Okay. So <laughs> it's just little. <laughs> if, you, if you have one, yes. you can talk about it. Okay. Or you can talk about one that you would like to get. So that means you have to come up with one that you would like to get, even though you're like a hard no. Okay. Okay. You are put in the position. I, I know what I would get if I, I know what I would get. Oh, I did. Okay. Well, you can go first then. I would get the concordance of where Liam was born. You mean the coordinates? Coordinates. The coordinates? <laughs> they are. <laughs> coordinates. Do you know that Tristan asked me, Tristan wants to get, he has tattoos like all over. Yeah. Off to, off to, well, not all over yet, but he hasn't planned next year. He's already paid for them and they're getting oh guys. Wow. Y'all, it's ridiculous. But he's like, I'm a firefighter. I have to look tough. I'm like, you're so annoying. So anyways, <laughs> he, he is about to have like his whole sleeve, whatever. But he's like, get a matching tattoo with me. And I wanted to do that um, like where we met. I wanted to do like, because we oh, met like at cute. the beach. And I was like, that would be kind of cool. cool. Cool, yeah. So we might do that, but I just have one and it's on my wrist and it's a cross and it's so cliche too, because it says faith and that's my middle name. So I'm so embarrassed because people will be like, did you get your middle name tattooed on you? And I'm like, no, my middle name is faith. That's like a good, that's a good word. So I just have that. But like, I got it when I, I mean, I was pretty young. I think I was like, I think I was maybe 18 or 19 right after I left the house. I was like, gonna go get yeah. this tattoo and it's a cross but like Ooh, rebel yeah, yeah i got yeah. my belly button pierced yes yeah, that was like my I'm like, oh okay, i had my nose pierced at it. one point and yeah. i actually was feeling it wait septum or oh no just like a little stud but, oh, and okay. i liked it but then i was like 
I'm a mom. I'm not I'm a mom now. So, you know, I just don't want to be that person. But no judgment because honestly, do you? I'm a firm believer yeah, in being, you know, absolutely. you before being a mom. But I'm trying to get her to put her belly button ring back in and she won't do it. <laughs> I need to go get like a high quality one because every time I try to do it, it I'm just like, like re-pierce it and no, it gets I, infected. And I'm like, yes. Mm, no, gross, I'm scared like gross. Easton would somehow grab it. I don't know. I have like weird. I, I don't wear jewelry except yeah. for my necklace. And I'm like, whatever. Like earrings Liam just yeah. yeah beats the crap out of us. And they pull your hair and they do all yeah. the things. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's all me. The things. Yeah, cool. Um, do you have a question that you would like to ask us? Mm. You don't have to because I always feel put on the spot and get really nervous. At this I know point you do. <laughs> uh, I was gonna do an easy one. I was just gonna ask what y'all's like Starbucks order is when you go to Starbucks. Oh, because well, I like to talk I... about it. Okay. I love coffee. you do love coffee, yeah. <laughs> uh, mine's easy. I just get a, a drip pike. Because I am very cheap, yeah, and it's just like two and a half dollars. Yes, and they're in there. It's so expensive, and I always get like, right. I always try like fruit fruit drinks. I'm like out of ten, less than like seven dollars here. <laughs> oh Go with the national averages. Stop. I do. Oh what is yeah, it? I fourteen dollars. Shut oh, up. We what podcast? We were listening to something and they yeah. said that and we were like, oh, isn't it nuts? Of when $14. they go in, when someone goes into Starbucks, they spend $14. Yeah, I believe it. If right? I got, if Tristan and I go through the drive-thru, like we, we only really go together when we're like going on a road trip and we yeah. need coffee and it's always like 15 bucks at least. But he's also, as for a guy, he's very free for He's like, his I want coffees. this frappuccino with this and that. And I'm like, can you just get an iced coffee or something? <laughs> <Who are you? laughs> can you just be normal? Make a skinny please. Yeah. That's funny. So for me, if I'm drinking coffee, I'm like trying not to drink coffee now. If I'm drinking coffee, I just love a plain vanilla latte. Yeah. Like that's, I I love iced coffee too. It's seasonal. Like right now I'm thinking vanilla latte because it's cold here, but vanilla latte or like iced vanilla latte probably. Either one. I had a vanilla latte yesterday. Did you really? Maybe the day before yesterday. Mm. I got an iced latte this morning. That's what I'm drinking. And I do like, if I want a little bit, I like to be a little sweet, I'll do vanilla one too. But I feel like my favorite thing is a pumpkin spice latte because I'm a basic oh Do you basic really? Girl, no, I'm no basic. way. Okay, but like I used to hate pumpkin anything. And yeah. then I literally just decided to try one one day and I'm addicted. And no now, way. Like, I love them, but I like won't the get. Warm or cold? I Both. Really? I really do prefer like cold coffee. Yeah. So like it's freezing outside and I'm having <laughs> ice latte. And like, like I'm ordering and people are like, you're crazy. But it's it's just, it's different. It's so different. So, yeah. but I don't know. I don't get it. Like I order like half the pumpkin because they do a lot and it'll be like sure. really strong. Yeah. But I've learned that if I ask for like a little bit of a moderation, like they'll give me like two pumps instead of like the five or six they do. Yeah. So I have like a little bit of it, but oh it still God. tastes like a latte, but it's not like overkill on the pumpkin. Cause okay, they do. Okay. Give they you. They do. Oh no, I asked them one day, I was like, so how many pumps do y'all do? And I think they said five or six. And I was like, can I do half of that? Yeah. Because holy crap, that's a lot. So I'm really basic. I know it's so funny because Tristan tells everyone, he's like, she's the most basic. She likes margaritas and pumpkin spice lattes and chicks away. <laughs> and like, I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I'm just a basic white Girl, I, I like all of those, but I I don't love pumpkin spice lattes. For you spend your days in Target. Don't call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's like a white girl heaven, right? Yes, there. and it they is. have the Starbucks they, in there. Exactly, so like literally, it's already I feel, there. I feel so <laughs> stupid when I go in there and I like order my coffee and I have Easton. I'm like walking around drinking my coffee and just grabbing stuff. I'm like, oh my god, I need to stop. Next like, time I see you <laughs> out, I'm just gonna video you secretly. Yes, like in my my habitat, in her element. But it's just yeah, I'm, I'm basic. Love some coffee. But, well, Thanks cool. This is a good podcast. Yeah. This is so fun. Thanks for coming fun. on. Thank we you so much. Appreciate yes, you. Thank you for having me. It was great. time to come on. Yes. Yes. Ely McNeil. She has her own podcast. Oh, I what's do. your Instagram? 
Oh, so this is, oh, oh yeah. So it's not I my didn't. name because I wanted to make it like a fun brand thing. So my Instagram is selling the peachy state because yeah. I'm selling Georgia. Go follow her. <laughs> She's so cute. I, just, yeah. And her yeah. son is so cute too. So yeah. cool. Okay. Well, I'll do our sign off. Lord help us all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>